Blog Talk Radio. in the U.S. and around the world. I'm Jackie Laura Jones here with you again for True Forgiveness Teachings on this Tuesday, December 1st. I can hardly believe it. And um, well, is there anything going on in the world? Um, I think there is. All to the ego's delight and here to unpack everything as being every attack is a call for love is our good friend Bruce Rawls. And before I bring Bruce on, I just wanted to make a couple of announcements. Um, Sometimes I forget to announce my online classes. If anyone's interested in going kind of deep with the teachings of the course, I do a monthly online class. They're really fun. We have a great group. You can just go to Jackie.news and uh, check that out if you'd like. Um, And also I did a podcast with my sister, Cindy, whose um, new book came out, The Business of Forgiveness, a few weeks ago. And if you guys go to the Blog Talk Radio site or watching this podcast, you can also find that podcast that I did with her. And um, her book is wonderful. So I wanted to uh, mention that again. And um, I'm working on my forthcoming second book, which will be out next year sometime. And um, we're still in for some surprises yet this year. So just remember, you guys, that the ego loves surprises. It loves to freak us out. Nothing is ever as it seems here in the world. Just when you think you know something or something's going to go one way, boom, something else or something opposite happens. So just be on the lookout for practicing forgiveness. And with no further ado, I want to welcome Bruce back to the show. We love you so much. Hi, Bruce. Happy holidays to you. Hi, Jackie. Likewise. I guess always a delight to chat with you and talk about the course and non-dual metaphysics and all that good stuff. <laughs> ah, that's right. And it's, um, I, I called this every attack as a call for love because um, as I wrote in the description, it's, it is so freeing to relinquish the burden of judgment. We don't understand and realize half the time it's unconscious to us that we're like judging machines when we're in the ego mindset. So we want to forgive and, and let live and one of the easiest ways to inner peace is true forgiveness. It's not the only way the course teaches. It's not the only path, but I do think it's a quick path quicker in the sense that there's always two ways to interpret something. We have a choice in our mind of how we interpret that will direct all our responses. And so um, according to the Holy spirit, there are only two judgments we can make something is either an expression of love or it's a call for love or help so this is because there's only two thought systems in the mind the ego's fear calls out for love and calls for help or the holy spirit's love which can only extend and express love so this is what makes living in the world so simple if you remember that we just have these two choices so anytime you're triggered we can remember these two choices 
the ego's interpretation and the Holy Spirit's interpretation. So the Course says complexity is is of the ego, right, Bruce? So simplicity is mm-hmm. of God. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, the, the simplicity is really recognizing that what seems like a lot of different choices, uh, you know, based on, you know, the incessant judgment of our ego minds, as you were pointing out, um, really distills down to just, it's just really just one choice um, on <laughs> one side of the switch, if you will, in our mind, the, not, the big monster knife switch in the mind and the Frankenstein lab of our mind. <laughs> I guess we're a little past <laughs> Halloween now, but we, wrong holiday, but, but uh, anyway, the, hey. uh, we're it's, still it's, there uh, in the holidays. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's 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 thinking that that all the different um, d- uh, judgments and assessments about what's going on in in the world of space and time are big deals, and that's what the course, uh, of course, miracles calls specialness. Uh, and then there's special love and special hate as the two flip sides of each coin of the realm of specialness. Uh, each, each one of those judgments and each one of those assessments is really a way to keep us stuck in a mindless dream um, of yeah. the belief in separation, isn't it? So, but there, uh, but the way, fortunately yeah. we do have always um, 24, seven, 365, a, a, a way out of that. And that's, what uh, Course in Miracles calls the Holy Spirit. I, I like to sometimes call it inner kindness teacher. Um, Which I love. Yeah. Well, I just think it really is, is, a, is a really good generic term for, you know, the, the awareness we took with us into the dream that basically looks at the, the ego's tendency to want to say, I'm here, but it's not my fault, and I can blame everything in the world for, for my lack of peace. And the Holy Spirit, uh, a.k.a. inner kindness teacher, says, Eh, not so fast. Maybe there's another way to look at this. <laughs> maybe maybe exactly. you could see all the things that are coming at you as really coming from you and that the, the upset had a set up. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I'm sure love a great it. love for, for the Wizard of Oz uh, um, metaphors and, and I think our, our inner toto, which is Latin for all-encompassing, as we've talked about earlier, uh, right. is, uh, is uh, always ready, a.k.a. Holy Spirit, a.k.a. Inner Kindness Teacher, that little that affable little little dog in the mind, <laughs> so to speak, is always <laughs> ready to pull that curtain back and reveal what's, what's pulling all the levers and twisting the knobs. And, and it's really not this horrific monster that we think it is. It's just a, a silly thought that we took seriously. And and that's kind of like the Wizard of Oz when the curtains pulled back and it's like, you know, all those misunderstandings and misinterpretations um, are are just uh, are just silly. They're not evil, sinful, or wicked. Just silly. And um, you know, we we can slowly but surely learn to see ourselves and everyone else as fighting the same hard battle of of being um, in a position where we can use everything. Uh, used properly as a, as a way to get back to our minds and a way to get back to looking at our, our motivation for um, wanting to judge uh, other people and other situations and world events and viruses and economics and <laughs> politics. Oh, yeah. and, I mean, the whole, whole gamut of stuff. I mean, it's if we, all if going we, on right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, just, just look at the three ring circus or, or three, three gazillion ring circus that right. is, is the ego's, you know, melodrama. And, and it's seen from the, a lot of 
lofty enough perspective above the battleground, as of course puts it. Um, it's just a hilarious melodrama, but but we you know because we're making it all up and making a big deal out of it and and you know condemning ourselves and everyone else for uh, you know uh, usually it's others directly and ourselves indirectly for for um, thinking we pull off this perfect crime that we we think we left perfect oneness we think we abandoned the peace in our mind and uh, um, upon more thoughtful reflection with the help of that inner kindness teacher we can see that no maybe maybe i didn't leave that <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah well said there are so many things to unpack what what you just said your excellent points about making it all up you guys okay listeners let's let's walk this back do we see the ego's trick okay so we we often and obviously need to respond behaviorally in the world and we're mm-hmm. not making ever making light of of people's problems certainly not people that are um hypnotized by politics by the mainstream media by the covid thing going on not to take them lightly but we're asked to look at the situation or person with Jesus, which helps us set aside our egos so we can respond from the right mind's love. And as Bruce says, your inner kindness teacher. So we do respond behaviorally in the world. What the Course is asking us to do is to look with Jesus, our inner kindness teacher, the Holy Spirit, which helps us set aside the ego's interpretation of what's going on. So we don't have to know what the response will be, what form it will take, you guys, nor do we have to monitor it when we're in the Holy Spirit thought system. This is what the ego does. We're very concerned with outcome. But when we're in the Holy Spirit mind, every Every attack is either a call for love or help. So whether it's coming from you or someone else, if, if a person feels unloved, right, then there's no reason. Um, I'm sorry, if a person feels loved, rather, there's no reason to attack. Uh-huh. So this is why our interpretation is everything. Because if we really believe someone has attacked us, we will respond accordingly, meaning with attack, judgment condemnation and that makes the error real but if we're listening to the holy spirit we hear the person calling for help because we know it's our call because minds are joined and they're just a split off part of us so we all secretly believe we've sinned we're going to be punished so this is hidden from us so this is the ego's trick so what we have to do this is the work of the course guys we have to catch ourselves when we're about to respond like from the ego which means we usually feel unfairly treated we feel attacked we feel less than we don't feel deserving of love so whenever our response is driven from any of this or any type of anger upset we know we're in the ego mind now for sure we get upset in the world but what we're asked to do is recognize that our projections coming from us as bruce was just mentioning we we made this up. We just forgot. Remember that projection from the mind. Projection makes perception. And all perception is is interpretation. 
Mm-hmm. So we're either interpreting through the ego or the Holy Spirit. And this is what the Course is asking us to remember to do gently, kindly, when we can. And what causes this projection that we're making? The mind's guilt over this seeming separation from our Creator from heaven. So if we didn't first believe this, you guys, and therefore choose the ego's thought system, there would be no projection of that. So we would be able to extend love instead because we'd be in the Holy Spirit mind, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think one of the key ways of, of making that useful um, is that interpretation is a very important word. In fact, it's um, I did a little quick search and there's 142 instances of interpret or interpretation or some variation of that in the courts. So it's, it's not like important. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's it's very important because the interpretation yep. is basically taking neutral information, um, you know, essentially data that's that has no intrinsic value which is what um science i think attempts to do but then (laughs) we put the personal spin on it um (laughs) but but i think it's i think being scientific about um looking at our mind and watching how how many things we put into big deal categories you know if you can't imagine your mind is is things that are happening all around uh you know in, in the world and imagine You've got two, you know, st- storehouses uh, of, in your electronic filing cabinet for things that aren't big deals and things that are big deals, and the ego uh, basically wants to put everything into the big deal category. It escalates every little grievance, and and uh, That's when, right. you, when you when you get on its uh, customer support line, it, it always wants to talk to the supervisor and <laughs> make a federal case out of whatever's going on. Bruce, I love it. I love the way but, you describe this. Well, great. you know, that's kind of it. But but the Holy Spirit, a.k.a. inner kindness teacher, says, well, you know, maybe maybe that's not a big deal. What, what if I could look at it and not judge the other person or judge the situation or judge myself? What if I could refrain from condemning? What a concept. And the more we practice right. it, the easier it becomes. And That's and then true. then we kind of look back and say, wow, I actually am, you know, a little more peaceful now than I was, say, five years ago or 50 years ago or whatever. Um, so right. but the interpretation is a hugely important thing because we, you know, want to assign meaning to things. And and it doesn't, of course, doesn't suggest that we stop doing that. It just it just asks that we be willing, having a little willingness to question the interpretations that assign meaning to things. I think that's why those those early workbook lessons are so powerful. You know, like nothing I see in this in this room on the street and so forth means anything. And I've given everything, you know, f- fill in all those blanks. The again, meaning like, it all, has. all the that's meaning right. has for me. Just those first two workbook lessons alone are just incredibly powerful because they basically yes. call into question uh, the whole cognitive process that that suggests that you know the world is doing stuff to us and and introduces the idea that, well, maybe uh, there's a, a way of looking at it where uh, I'm not the mer- at the mercy of the world, but I'm actually uh, the recipient of my own thoughts. Uh, and, and, you know, there's nothing outside yourself is another important principle. Ideas leave not their source, which, which is a, a challenging idea in the course, but it, it really basically sure. is saying, um, if I'm interpreting 
anything as, a, as an assault or a, an attack, you know, or as Shakespeare said, a, the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. Um, I'm, yeah. putting things, I'm putting things in that big deal box. I'm taking the things that could easily have gone in the no big deal box and sliding them over into the, the big deal, you know, uh, filing cabinet or, or database in my mind and, and saying, yeah, okay, this is, this is now a, you know, a, uh, a list added to the list of grievances uh, warranting warfare. <laughs> and and our inner, inner kindness teacher says, do you really want to do that to yourself? I mean, you know, it seems yeah. like sometimes that uh, at face value, we're, we're, we're justified in, in, you know, the things. And it doesn't mean that we don't take action in the world. We don't try to right the wrongs. We don't, you know, uh, refrain from voting or being, you know, civically active or doing what we think we can do, you know, in our households right. or communities or whatever. It just, just means that we don't take it quite so seriously. Right? That's right. Well said, Bruce, because this is how we start, guys. As Bruce was saying, you know, we we can vote, we register our opinion, we we take necessary precautions. If if our fear takes the form of of being afraid of this virus, everybody's fear takes different forms, and some, you know, all of the above or whatever. But the point is, is that when we do need to respond behaviorally in the world, in our mind, when we look at the situation. With Jesus, the Holy Spirit, our inner kindness teacher, that helps us set aside the egos, like Bruce says, that (laughs) big file cabinet that the ego is packed full with everything has to be a grievance and a big deal. You know what? I love this um, phrase from Paramahansa Yogananda. Um, he lived at the self-realization center out here. I think he wrote autobiography of a yogi. Um, and I have this card that is right next to my pictures of Jesus that I have here. (laughs) And it says, uh, Paramahansa Yogananda says, I relax and cast aside all mental burdens, allowing God to express through me his perfect love, peace, and wisdom. And when I think of that, that equates with what the Course is saying, I need do nothing, meaning he's not talking about, Jesus is not talking about behaviorally, saying in our mind, love just doesn't have to do anything. It just is. So when we accept the atonement in our mind, we, when we accept the separation hasn't occurred, that's just a thought away. And then that will direct all of our functioning without us even having to worry about it, right? Hey, Bruce, I was wondering, let's read a little bit from um, um, Chapter 12. Okay. um, The Holy Spirit's Curriculum, The Judgment of the Holy Spirit, which is Section 1. So anybody that's going to look this up, this is the third edition, page 215. It's Chapter 12 the Holy Spirit's curriculum, and it's uh, section one, the judgment of the Holy Spirit. Um, so let me start by reading this. This is everything. The course is just a gem. I love to include um, in these podcasts reading <laughs> directly uh, from the course. So uh, Jesus says, you have been told not to make error real. And the way to do this is very simple. If you want to believe in error, you would have to make it real because it's not true. But truth is real in its own right. And to believe in truth, 
You do not have to do anything. Understand that you do not respond to anything directly, but to your interpretation of it. Your interpretation thus becomes the justification for the response. So let me stop right there and just say, and Bruce, I asked for your comments too, but I'll just say your interpretation thus becomes the justification for the response. See, if we feel first that we're attacked, which means, you guys, we had to first choose the teacher of attack, we've attacked first by choosing the ego thought system in our mind or else we would not interpret someone's, you know, meanness to us or whatever we would call it, you know, someone behaving badly as an attack. If we were not already in that thought system, this is why it's so great to be miracle ready instead of judgment ready. When Mm -hmm. we're in the Holy Spirit mind and if we start our day off that way, when someone attacks us or we notice ourselves attacking another in word or just in mind and thought, we can say, oh, my gosh you know what, this is a, this is really a call for love. This is what you're thinking. Okay. And as the Holy Spirit takes over your mind, meaning you're in the right mind, your response will be loving no matter what it is, because the healing is done. The miracle is the change of mind, not what happens after that, although it is an extension of the change of mind. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. And and again, interpretation is such an important word because that interpretation, without an ego interpretation, uh, again, everything is neutral and, and there's no right. condemnation uh, appropriate because the, the only way that something could be given a condemning intent would be if we gave it that. And, and right. it, it, it's, again, one of the more challenging ideas in the course is that, it that, is, challenging. Uh, is that, that uh, what seems to be another person or another group of people's uh, call for help or love is really our own. Um, and it's only to the degree that we can see that and, and allow that internally. And, and it usually takes a, a extended period of time. <laughs> so we need to be really patient <laughs> and gentle with ourselves when, when we catch ourselves getting upset about anything and wanting to put um, things that in truth are, are, are meaningless into a, a box of, of meaning along with all the other grievances we've stockpiled there. Um, it, it just, yeah. you know, we, we just need to kind of look and say, well, why would I want to be upset? What's my motivation? And the motivation is hugely important. And that's, that's why, you know, this paragraph addresses that, um, you know, looking the justification really is the idea that there there is a, a, a just cause for the attack, defense, guilt cycle, and and that basically says there's a just cause for having a separate identity, and which is you know even further along <laughs> the course's curriculum. But uh, right. the main motivation I think that we really need to focus on. And, you know, where the rubber meets the road is, is in the day-to-day forgiveness practice of just noticing, am I at peace? If I'm not at peace in any given moment, I must have chosen the wrong teacher. That's I, right. I must have, I must have um, thought that, that I deserved um, some kind of punishment, you know. I must have chosen wrongly because I'm not at peace. And so I can choose again. You know, you know the, the whole idea of betrayal, I think, is really, um, you know, key to the Course's uh, idea of, you know, what the, the ego thinks that it betrayed perfect oneness. 
Uh, and the other day I ran across this, and th- th- what you were sharing reminded a few minutes ago reminded me of something that I looked up. Uh, you mentioned Paramahansa Yogananda, and I remember reading Autobiography Yogi and being inspired by that. And I probably get a lot more out of it now reading it again, which has been a while. Another book that I found so really helpful yeah. about almost five decades ago, I believe, when I first started reading this, uh, was a, a series of five, actually it became six volumes, known as the uh, Life and Teachings of the Masters of the Far East. Have you ever run across those? Ben? Oh, gosh, I haven't read it, but I know of it. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. It was, it was a series of books written by Baird T. Spaulding uh, okay, over a century ago. Right? And mm-hmm. I remember reading those in the early 70s and before the course was even published, actually. And right. I was really starting to kind of, you know, question what's going on in this world <laughs> what's up with right. this world <laughs> what's up and with so, that? you know uh, my mother had a you know a growing metaphysical library and those were some of the earlier uh, uh, parts of it and one of the things that struck me in in this third volume and i ran across it the other day online i was i was delighted to have found this quote because in one of the uh, uh, classes that uh, tim wise and lynn corona do which are excellent school for course in miracles uh, Dot org if you want to check out their classes, which I attend as often as I can because they're just outstanding. Um, yes. Anyway, the, uh, uh, the the topic of betrayal came up, and I thought, well, you know, I, that seemed really familiar. And I remembered this quote, and I, I was able to find it uh, in re- reference to Judas because uh, the Course mentions that Judas, Jesus wasn't judging Judas uh, for betrayal. And, and I thought, well, this has a precedent here. So I looked this quote up. And I'm going to read it. And this is where in this party of explorers in the Himalayas and and northern India, um, that part of the Orient, they uh, uh, had a a manifestation, kind of like your brother-in-law with Arden and Persa. This is an experience where Jesus and Buddha appeared to these people. um, And Jesus basically was talking to them. And this was like 100 years ago and telling them, you know, there's there's some correction needed here. And, of course, furthered that correction in a tremendous way, of course. Um, but anyway, the quote goes, it is written in Matthew 27:46 that my last words on the cross were, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? This is a complete mistranslation. The words actually were, my God, my God, thou hast never forsaken me or any of thy children, for thy children can come to thee as I have come. They can see my life as I have lived my life. Thus, by living that life, they do incorporate the Christ and become one with you, God, my Father. Anyway, I just, that's, that, I I didn't get, I didn't get the the whole quote, but I remembered that, that you never betrayed me or you never have forsaken me. And that stuck with me for for a better part of half century, and and then I wow, ran to run across it the other day, and I thought well, that's so appropriate because that's really the kind so of thinking awesome. that that yeah. the Christ mind, aka Holy Spirit, aka your inner kindness teacher, wants us to consider as an alternative to being a martyr and being at the mercy of the world, and being willing to say, you know. The perfect oneness that we thought we trashed, we thought we threw God, you know, uh, pure non-dual uh, oneness, uh, <laughs> innocence, whatever we want to call that, <laughs> under the bus, but it didn't happen. You know, it couldn't have happened in truth, right? Because right. what what never changes can never change, and all the things we've done in the world of space and time, all our our little cartoon character, puppet, dream figure <laughs> shenanigans haven't changed. The, the the unchangeable is reality the one of one right yeah yeah 
Oh my gosh. I am so glad you shared that. I loved that. Doesn't it say somewhere in the course I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he, Jesus is saying somewhere that he, he couldn't have said, why hast thou betrayed me or whatever, unless he believed in betrayal. Exactly. He would never interpret that as betrayal. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Oh my I, gosh. I, can, I can find it real quick here. Yeah, here it is. Will you um, read your will you read your quote again for us, the one you oh, read? Sure. Sure, yeah. you bet, you bet. Um, why don't I read read the uh, the one that's in the course, and then I'll go back and read the other one because I think they really align beautifully. And they and, align beautifully. And, and the interpretation again is really um, the it's important key. point. It's, it's, it's yeah, the key absolutely. thing, it's a very critical thing, is is if we interpret on our own as egos. We're always gonna, you know, get it wrong because Miss we don't the have mark. The, right. we don't have the full information. We don't have the we complete have the vision that the, that the Christ mind, aka Holy Spirit, aka inner kindness teacher, has or Jesus. Okay, so this is from uh, chapter six, uh, uh, section one, the message of the crucifixion, and paragraph yes. fifteen. And right. it's uh, okay. these are some of the examples of upside down thinking in the New Testament, which is referring to you know ideas where the where the Bible kind of misinterpreted a bunch of things. Although mm-hmm. its gospel is really only the message of love. If the apostles had not felt guilty, they could never have quoted me as saying, "I come not to bring peace but a sword." This is clearly the opposite of everything I taught. Nor could they have described my reactions to Judas as they did if they had really understood me. I could not have said, betrayest thou the son of man with a kiss, that was in quotes, unless I believed in betrayal. The right. whole message of the crucifixion was simply that I did not. The, quote, punishment, unquote, I was said to have called forth upon Judas was a similar mistake. Judas was my brother and a son of God, as much a part of the sonship as myself. Was it likely that I would condemn him when I was ready to demonstrate that condemnation is impossible. I love so, that. And I love I mean, that it, section, the message yeah. of the crucifixion, you guys, it's worth, yeah. worth just reading and rereading. And, and it sounds like an Easter story, but it's really every moment that we go and erg and, uh, you know, <laughs> all the, the, the sighs <laughs> right. and grievances and, and issues and, and, you know, big dealnesses of the, of life. You know, every time we put something in that filing cabinet in the mind, um, we're saying, I'd rather be crucified than experience the peace of God. And when you catch yourself doing that, don't be hard on yourself. Don't add, you know, insult to injury by saying, okay, now i got to punish myself further. But just catch yourself right. and say, wow, I must have been afraid of that, uh, that peace that's beyond the, the particulars and the specifics of a special situation. Um, and so, you know, I need to, again, be more patient with myself, be gentle and persist in uh, asking for help to be more mindful. So, so I'll read that other, that other quote again from, from the Baird Spalding book. Excellent. Uh, okay. Uh, and that is, it is written in brackets in Matthew twenty-seven forty-six close bracket, that my last words on the cross were my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? This is a complete mistranslation. The words actually were, my God, my God, thou hast never forsaken me or any of thy children. For thy children can come to thee as I have come. They can see my life as I have lived my life. Thus, by living that life, do they incorporate the Christ and become one with you, God, my Father. 
So sounds like it's uh, the same I, I author, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, the same voice. Yeah, the, the, the same the message. The form may be different, but the content is very <laughs> The content's long. the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. No, you know what? I I just had a thought come to me. Obviously, I I'm I don't know what <laughs> was was going on in Jesus's mind exactly. The the symbol that we call Jesus, but when you know he's the correction of that was that has never forsaken me. Mm-hmm. I had a quick flash in my mind of times when I thought I was, I should have been, or I would have been like really upset or really hurt by something, mm-hmm. either physically, emotionally, or psychologically. And I would say to myself, oh my gosh, the forgiveness, this forgiveness, it really works. Mm-hmm. I'm not upset. I know I'm love. I know I'm pure love. Like I have those moments of this is all God's always there for us. It's just a thought away. If we have the willingness and what is the willingness in the course is the, the decision for the Holy spirit to be willing to make that choice and let the Holy spirit mind take over and remind us what and where we really are. And that our experience can change based on, again, as we keep saying, how we interpret a situation. So I just, it's too long to say it, but I got this quick flash of like, when you practice forgiveness for so long and things just don't disturb you in the same way, they don't rattle you, you don't have to be right, you're merely existing to reflect love into all your roles and to everything you do. And the, the ultimate reflection of that, which Jesus says in that section too, you know, you don't have to repeat <laughs> the crucifixion in that form, he's saying, but I can see how he would be still, it doesn't matter the form, he's outside of the dream. His awareness mm-hmm. is outside and he is not affected by being up on the cross, no matter what people's seemingly, you know, the physical eyes are showing them. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. I just had a huge mm-hmm. moment of things we already know, but sometimes something just, you know, I don't know if this probably happens to you, Bruce, or the listeners, something just hits you in a particular way. Um, anyway, that's, I am so glad that you shared that. Thank well, thanks. That. Yeah, I, I, I just kind of was like, it flashed on. It's like, well, that sounds so familiar, and I remembered that, you know, something along the lines of that quote. And, and, and sure enough, I've, I've Google. I'll, I'll email you the, the links to them. The oh, please do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm that'd, gonna. That'd be great. Work my way through those again because they're, they're really some amazing books. Yeah. And, so and really, it was kind As of an introduction to, to non-dual metaphysics. That, you know, even though there was, you know, some some dualistic one. stuff there. <laughs> Big yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Bruce, you went you went far way back then. I know. Well, it's interesting. I it reminds me. Speaking of an introduction, I mean, I when I was younger, I think I spoke about this in my first book. But I I would be sitting in church, and um, I just there was a different Jesus in my mind. I thought that was than what the traditional religion was presenting to me. I felt mm-hmm. that. It it just was different. It, there's no judgment on the church or anything. I like to hear the parables, and we had a wonderful minister. He was just, boy, he was something else, and um, he was a great storyteller and was very captivating, you know. But sometimes the suffering message, you know, the the certain messages, I just heard a different voice in my head. 
mm-hmm. a lot of the time. I look back on that now and I thought, well, okay, no wonder there was a part of me that was in touch with what later would become a chosen spiritual practice, you know, so that's really interesting, you know. As I'm Should sitting we read here the rest looking, of oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just going to say, as you and I were talking off air, I'm sitting here looking at my beautiful faux candles. Um, I have some faux candles that look real, but sometimes allergies get to me. So I do buy the pine scented balsam fir um, candles this time of year. It smells like pine, but I also have to mix in faux candles just because too much is. It makes me stuffed up, but as I'm looking, I'm listening to you in those those quotes, and we're talking. About, I'm looking at this flickering light that's so pretty, and I'm looking at my tree that you and I were talking about <laughs> our holiday, and I already put up my Christmas tree <laughs> on Sunday, my um, uh, faux tree, because I just love the symbolic nature of it and the lights and just the ornaments and I'm just in a total holiday mode right now. I have to say, to share that with you. <laughs> well, you think about the, a string of lights is, is kind of symbolic is, is, you know, the, the illumination really is uh, the, the, what powers it is the connected connectedness, the interconnectedness of, right. of all of them, you know, you, if, if, and, and then we're all in it together, you know, it's kind of like the we're all series, in it together. series balls, <laughs> circuit balls. If one goes out, they all go out. Exactly. But, Which that but, happened to me. I had to get another set of light. My, there was a whole section that was out. I said, oh, no, do I roll that up and put a tie around it and hide it in the tree and use the rest? Or do I just get another string? Like, oh well, God, I, that, that's probably crazy. a parable that didn't didn't lose too much in the translation. Is you know, any time that we leave someone out uh, in our in our assessment of innocence and and uh, perfection, uh, I, I like your brother-in-law's. You know, if, if we can remember that that everyone is all of spirit, not just a part of it. You know, but if we right. leave anybody, anyone out of that assessment um, of yeah, and and just watching how quickly we are to judge and and compare and make different and and not see the sameness underlying the form. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna see the form regardless. I mean, you know, we we see bodies, we see colors and and shapes and differences everywhere. I mean, we were talking right. about the 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 TV show The Voice, you know, and it's a, and and there's but yeah, think of all the things that are are based on comparisons and competitions and judgments and galore. Right, I mean, it's, it's staggering. And and yet at the same time, behind all that, there's a sameness. There's a spirit that manages to get through, and 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 sometimes share some pretty inspiring things. <laughs> and, totally. and it's really the light that we all share together that is is like the Christmas string of Christmas lights. That that uh, you know we we really aren't peaceful if we leave anyone out of that uh, innocent. If we condemn any part of the sonship. If we if we, you know, assess anyone as being a, a dim bulb, basically. <laughs> That's <laughs> we, right. Because oh, we're all I we're all both playing roles here, and there's no dim we bulbs in perfect oneness. That's right. I mean, Mark and I sometimes will just, you know, joke, not in a in a uh, mean way, but we'll say, yeah, sometimes we're just more dimly lit than other times. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're just like, well, just. 
more dimly lit. I think that's in my forthcoming book. But, well, Bruce, you nailed it as far as looking for the light because, you know, this is what forgiveness is, my friends. It's looking beyond the darkness mm-hmm. of attack, of judgment, of competition, of having to be right, having to be better. Forgiveness is looking beyond the darkness of this attack, right, to the light that's behind it. This is seeing with Christ's vision, which is not with the body's eyes, it's with an awareness. And this is with, which helps us awaken. The goal of the course is to help us, we, if we meet every single situation, every single person with this awareness of Christ's vision, the Holy Spirit's interpretation, this is what healing is. This is how we awaken. Exactly. And, and no individual or no group of people or no situation or no environment or or whatever uh, can betray us or, um, you know, there, there's no compromise. There's no sacrifice there. Um, you know, not only did we not um, betray perfect oneness, a.k.a. God, um, there's no way we could have betrayed each other or anyone could have betrayed us. Because right. what, what we're looking at is the reflection of a dream of duality in the world. And, and we need a different interpretation. We need a different uh, understanding that we can't provide for ourselves. Because on our own, we're, if I see it as a Bruce or you see it as a Jackie, um, we're going to get incredibly constrained and limited uh, data, so to speak, we're, we're going to not yes. have the full, full set of facts and the facts, the full infinite set of facts that the Holy Spirit, you know, inner kindness teacher has for us is, is one that says nothing happened. Um, That's not only right. not, I, am I not upset for the reason I think, um, but, but, um, no, it's also true that, that I, I could see peace instead of the, the sin, guilt, fear, thought system that I think is behind uh, the motives of, uh, of, you know, the alleged others that I think are attacking me <laughs> in all of the different ways. That's right. Well said. Now, I interrupted you before when you were saying, do you want to read the rest of this? <laughs> I didn't mean to. Interrupt. But yes, go ahead, Bruce. Why don't you read the rest of those? Uh, okay. I'll, I'll pick up with uh, sentence five in that, that sentence, paragraph, and, which is a fabulous paragraph. By the way. Your interpretation thus becomes the justification for the response. Uh, and we, we talked a lot about that. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it, interpretation is everything, isn't it? In which thought system? That is why analyzing the motives of others is hazardous to you. <laughs> if you okay. decide that someone is really trying to attack you or desert you or enslave you or betray you, add <laughs> <laughs> <Add> it in. <laughs> That's right. You will respond as if he actually had done so. He had, she had, God had, whatever, having made his error real to you. To interpret errors, to give it power, and having done this, you will overlook truth. Yeah, if we, if we give if if we give error reality by making big deals out of stuff by saying, "Oh, this grievance is too important to just you know just see that it had no effect on my my real being," um, you know, once we once we make a, a federal case about something, um, you know. We've invested in it, and and usually what what we're invested in, you know, we we baby and take care of and nurture and and if it's in, you know an act of war, um, you know, 
we need we need federal funding for the, the missiles. <laughs> and, Absolutely. And Nico's more than happy to, to authorize that expenditure, right? Absolutely. Everything in the world is is that is symbolic, right? <laughs> Including mm-hmm. that's a great way to say it, Bruce. Yeah, well, um my friends, we I just want to tell you how much that I really I really love you all. And um we Bruce and I love to get together and just do these sh- um, shows and, and talk about the course to serve as helpful reminders and to ourselves. I mean, <laughs> also we're, we're all in this together as, as Bruce was mentioning, you know, the string of lights and um, there really is no separation. So we're always teaching ourselves and we're always choosing between one or two teach one of two teachers, either the ego or the Holy spirit. And everything comes back to you because there's only one of us that believes it's here. One of us appearing as many, many rather splintered out, right? And all these little pieces. Bruce, is there anything that you wanted to announce or say before we wrap it up here? We've got a couple, just about two minutes. Well, I, I always like to encourage people to uh, support, um, you know, worthy um, organizations that are behind A Course in Miracles. And, uh, the, of course, the two main sister organizations are Foundation for Inner Peace, and their website is acim.org. And then the other sister organization that uh, is now carrying on the work of Ken Wapnick's brilliant teachings is facim.org. Um, and I mentioned uh, the School for A Course in Miracles, sfacim.org. Uh, they have classes almost daily, and uh, if anyone wants to check those out, I think I think the two two of the organizations that are carrying on the teaching function brilliantly uh, are uh, yeah. Lynn Corona's work and and then uh, the um, the Foundation for A Course in Miracles, and and then of course the the Foundation for Inner Peace is now for over a year now has been doing webinars that are just excellent as well. So uh, and then my website is acimblog.com and I try to, to promote those and also I'm appreciative of support uh, uh, in various ways uh, uh, through that website, acimblog.com. And you can sign up for my email bulletins and, and I will put um, this conversation as I've been doing for a while at, and along with the, those with other course folks and uh, hopefully that they can be uh, truly helpful to people who watch and listen. So, oh, absolutely. And Bruce's site, you guys, which a lot of our listeners know, Bruce, you and I have been doing this for a few years now together, but his site is a great aggregate site, you know, for the course, for the different uh, teachers and um, just the information, Bruce's own books, himself, his books that are on there and things that he's done. He has, he has things you can purchase too um, that are awesome, and it, it's just it's just all part of the the one family, one the one mind, and it's so wonderful. So, and I thank you so much again. We always want to give a shout out Likewise. to the uh, Foundation okay. for Inner Peace, Foundation for a Course in Miracles. Hello to Lynn and Tim and the School for the Foundation of a Course in Miracles, and and all of our community out there, and all of you out there um, want to say how much uh, we enjoy this and coming to you every month and Bruce thank you so much and oh, I will thank look you, forward Jackie. to seeing you in and have a wonderful year. holiday yes you too my Peaceful, friend joyous holiday everyone